Hey everyone, welcome back to the Thoughts from the Repair Shop Rescue Coach podcast with Greg Marchand. I, of course, am Greg Marchand. And today I want to talk about establishing a training program. We all know that the training programs are, are really important and, and that training is integral to employee and business development, but too too often we don't see formal training programs established within an organization. And sometimes people will say to me, but you know, sh- should I even have one? Isn't it enough to send people to training? No, it's not. It's not enough to just send people to training. And yes, you should have a formal training program. Training, as we know, keeps employees growing. It gives them something to to look forward to, if you will. It gives them an understanding of of what the future might look like. Uh, training can be used as a as a recruitment tool. Although I might suggest that it's it's just a it's accepted now that you're going to have a training program. Yes, some smaller organizations may not, but but if somebody's looking for a job, especially in the automotive repair industry, they're they're expecting that you're going to have some sort of training that you will offer. And remember that as as humans, we need to continually learn if if we're ever going to grow and develop. And so if you're looking to grow your business, you really really have to grow those employees that make your business what it is. So ultimately, training does grow your business. Now you can't you can't just leave it to to a whim to expect that that training is going to grow things. You can't just just leave it to chance that training will grow your business. You have to you have to put some very intentional thought into developing a, a program. And as I said, when when people say to me, but but I send people to training when it's available. It, that's great, but. That just again leaves it up to whoever walks in the door and says, "Hey, we got training next Thursday. Can you send somebody?" And we don't want we don't want that. We want a formal program to ensure our progress. A formal program will also set expectations as well as create accountability. And, and those are two really really important things in terms of managing employees. If if you don't set somebody's expectations, they're going to set their own and. And if they set their own, they're very likely to be very different than your expectations. And so we have to be very, very intentional about training in a, in a training program. Training, the, the best training is never a one-time thing, ever. The best training combines all the resources that you have available to you. So it, it combines some online training. It combines instructor-led training. It combines mentoring. It combines self-learning, maybe some reading, uh, it it you know utilizes practice and it's really the best training is ongoing training right you're you're learning every day all the time the challenge is one of the challenges I should say the challenge is that in the independent repair shop world especially training happens primarily at night right it's it's after hours and training outside of work is is kind of this gray area too many shops see it as voluntary. They set themselves up as training as voluntary. So in other words, when the, when whatever rep walks in today and says, hey, you know, we got this training program next Thursday and you walk out in the shop and holler out, hey, yo, we got some training next Thursday. Who wants to go? And everybody looks at you and goes, ah, oh, well, it's my bowling night or my wife's got to work that night or no, not really. I was supposed to go fishing with a buddy. Um, you know, all of a sudden it's it's kind of voluntary. And then you close the door and you walk back in the office and you start grumbling about how nobody will ever go to training. Well, that's an expectation problem. 
if you've ever noticed when you do go to training that the folks that really should be at training aren't there, what do you think happened? It's, it's because of this. It's because training was seen as voluntary and not absolutely necessary. And so as an organization, you have to set the expectation that training is mandatory, that when there is a training program, we're all going to go train together. Now, Maybe it's a program that I think is beneath me because I've got 40 years experience and I'm, on a, I'm a master whatever technician. Maybe it's training that I feel like is so far over my head because I'm just, I'm not there. I'm a basic technician. Maybe it's technical training and I'm a service advisor. Uh, I, I would maintain that, look, it's really, really important for everybody to go together. If you, if you want to separate technical training from, from business management and sales training, okay, uh, but I can tell you, in my experience, the last few years, we've run a technician service advisor communication class, and we required both individuals to be there together. So in other words, every shop that signed up had to sign up a technician along with a service advisor. And what we discovered happened was all the training classes after that, they all started showing up together because they got so much out of being around each other in a in an environment that one or the other wasn't entirely used to, that they discovered shop communication got a lot better and sales actually improved as well as the, the organizational culture improved. So I really, really encourage you to consider bringing everybody together as training. And look, if it's important enough to send all the employees, it's definitely important enough for the boss to be there. So if employees go, the boss has to go. And and I again, I, re I really recommend the entire shop attend training because you're changing the expectation. You're, you're starting to you're starting to change the organizational culture by doing that. Now, a, if we want to talk about a, a training program or a training plan, we want to include as many types of training as we can. Keep in mind that different types of training will appeal to different types of people, and and there's a there's a, a timeliness to it. So, you know, we can't always attend in-person training, but we could probably do online training most days. We can't always attend hands-on training on a Saturday, but we could probably attend in-person training in the evening. And so a training plan or a training program should include online training, instructor-led training that maybe is a, a one-off seminar that came through your area, um, maybe it's a, a subscription program that, that is in your area or close to your area. I, I think it should include that as well. I think that, that the more instructors you learn from, the more you're going to learn. Don't just get attached to one individual because you like them, you like their style. Uh, don't discount anybody else, okay? If it's technical training uh, or, or sales training, you know, make sure that there's some hands-on component there. Seek out, look for hands-on training. And don't forget about these destination events. And, and I'll say more about that later, but, but destination events can really help uh, pull a group together and can really, really help coalesce your organizational culture. And, and destination events that I think of are, are Vision Kansas City because it's, it's so big. That's an ASA event. That's just a, that's probably the biggest one in the country that I know of. You've got SEMA and APEX. 
you've got uh, you know a few other ASA events. There's ATE up in in Seattle or or ATE East in in Spokane. Um, and, and I'm sure ASA runs some other ones around the country that, that I'm not familiar with yet. But but seek out those destination events. You can use them as a as a reward, as an employee recognition thing, um, you know, things like that. So don't 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 discount those destination events either. Now, understand begin all this by understanding which of these events that you have in your area. What kind of training do you have available? Everybody has online training available to you. Okay. Um, so you should be able to go find some of the online training without a doubt. Not everybody has the instructor-led, you know, classroom-type environment training available through uh, vendors or or your your parts supply partners. But there may be some close to you, and everybody has available these destination events. Ask ask the reps that come visit your shop. You know, look what what training is available. Check out if you're a member of a banner program. Check out what training is available through your banner program. You know, some of you that that are TechNet shops, you've got you've got free online training available to you as a TechNet shop. Uh, you've got some instructor-led training available to you, and you've got all kinds of incentivized uh, training available to you. So, so go figure out what your banner program offers in terms of, of training. Once you do that and, and you have an awareness of, of what's available, then now you need to set the expectation of how many training hours each year do we, do we say our employees have to have. I, I suggest a quarterly goal. You can have a yearly goal. That's fine. Uh, but I I would really like whether you're going to do quarterly or yearly the total for the year to be 24 hours of online training, 16 hours of instructor-led training, and you know let it culminate in the passing of of certain ASE certifications. When I say 24 hours of online training, that's that's two hours a month, right? I mean that that's a half an hour a week, and if you boil it down to that, you can get into you know, I think of the endorsed service sales professional program that Advanced Auto Parts offers through CTIOnline.com, and a lot of the a lot of the those endorsed service sales professional videos are they're twenty to thirty minutes long. Well, what's the problem with doing one video a week? And yes, you allow the employee to do one video a week during work hours. You know, they can do it before the doors open. They can do it before they go home. They can knock off a half hour early. I have no issue with that. I, I prefer to pay them to do some training so that I know that it's done. But at, at one video program a week, not only do they get the 24 hours a year of training, but especially with that, that endorsed service sales professional program, they're working towards some sort of endorsement. They, they get a certificate. They, they're, they're moving towards something. So that really helps your training program. Uh, the 16 hours of instructor-led training, that maybe sounds like a lot, but a lot of the instructor-led programs, they're two four-hour nights. And so you're really, you're only talking two classes in a year. And it would be nothing to do three or four classes in a year. Uh, if you go to a destination event, you could get 16 hours of instructor-led training in, in two days easily, right? And, and you know, that's, that's done. So, you know, these, these expectations are kind of a minimum and, and it doesn't take a whole lot to, to do that. But uh, I like consistency, right? If we're going to go to a, a destination event and take 16 hours of instructor-led training and then not not engage in any training in the rest of the year, that's not going to benefit you as an organization a whole lot. I really, really, really would like to see that spread out throughout the year and certainly the online training on a regular weekly basis. 
It keeps the mind fresh. It keeps the, the learning happening. And it keeps the, the changes happening within the organization, which is what you really want. And then, of course, you know, if it all if it all lands on a certificate or an ASC certification, something like that, then then that's the ultimate reward. That's that's the sense of accomplishment that they got for for doing all of this. Uh, the online training, you know, let me say something about that real quick because that that can be difficult to to make happen. If if we allow the employees to do it outside of work, then it almost never happens. Quite frankly, they're just not as motivated as you might think to do this to accomplish some of these things. And so I do, I do believe that if it's important enough to mandate they have 24 hours of online training every year, then it's important enough to give them time to do it at work. And again, if, if it's well managed, and yes, you may have to manage it, all right, no different than having children, quite frankly, you got to stay on them about it. If it's well managed, it's a half an hour a week, or it's, it's, a, it's an hour every other week. And before you know it, it's you know the end of the year and they've had some consistent training. So I think that that's, that's really, really important. And I really like the programs that allow a path to something, whether that it results in an in, in endorsement or a certificate or you know some sort of, of hey, you know, you a badge, if you will, right? Hey, you accomplished this type of thing. So when you search out that online training, find the ones that that lead to something that they can walk away with something that they could they could have for their career. I, I know that selfishly we don't want them ever to go work for somebody else, but as a human you like to have those options open. I mean, I mean, you, you guys do it. You, the listener right now, you like to have those options. And and would you rather take some online training that leads to an endorsement or certification that you can take to the next job? Or would you like to just take some one-off online training because the boss said you wanted, you needed to learn a skill and you wanted to please them and said, okay, um, I, I know which one I would rather, I would rather participate in. I would rather, you know, something's going to lead somewhere, right? So so think about that when you search out online training. The instructor-led training, again, should be mandatory for everyone. I do promote paying employees to attend instructor-led training. I do think that if it's that important that we mandate 16 hours of instructor-led training, that I'll pay them for that training time. Because the way I look at it is if they do learn a skill, if they, if they learn, if they learn anything, that increases customer labor sales by one tenth of an hour, then that cost to pay them plus the cost of the training was minuscule to me. My, my ROI is less than a week for crying out loud in most of these cases. It was it's just it's dirt cheap to me to get somebody if, if that's the carrot I need to get them to go to training, then it's dirt cheap for me to pay them to attend plus pay for the training and and then reinforce the learning. Now I've got to be able to reinforce the learning so that I make sure that I get my ROI. But trust me on the ROI thing, it, it's it's a tenth of an hour, you know, per repair order. And and before you it's less than a week is the is the payoff on that or the or the return on investment for that, the break even if you want to. So so really think about paying them to attend. And managers and owners really, really should attend. Even the basic classes, even the stuff that you've already been through once or twice. The the thing about taking classes twice is that um, you kind of your your mind is open to picking up the things that you missed the first time. I, I'll never forget having a technician in class many years ago when I was a, a factory trainer, and, and this gentleman had had years of experience with it with a different uh, manufacturer, and we required these uh, any technician that had come into the organization to take this four day class. 
And he was really, really grumpy. We only had eight people in the class because that was our, our class limit, size limit. And, and you could tell he was grumpy. And so when we were doing introductions first thing in the morning, I got to him and I said, let me guess, you don't want to be here right now. You could just tell by his body language. He looks at me and says, I don't have to be here right now. I'm a, I'm a ASC master tech. I'm a, I'm a such and such master tech with this other manufacturer. I've got 30 plus years experience doing this. I shouldn't be here. And I said, okay, you know, that's fine. Then just sit here, hang out and learn what you can because you got to be here. So that's that. And I moved on. Two days into the four-day class, he walks up to me and he shakes my hand. And he says, I can't believe everything I've learned. And I said, hold on a second. I said, is it that you learned it for the first time or that you were reminded of something maybe you weren't ready to learn when you took this class the first time? Or you've got enough of a, an experience base now that you can build on that base with some formal learning. And he contemplated it. To his credit, he contemplated that question for a minute. And he says, no, you know what? I, I think you're right. It's, it's not that I was never exposed to this before, but I probably wasn't ready for it. I probably wasn't ready to use it and to remember it. And so there's tremendous benefit to taking even basic classes with a with a with uh, you know years of experience behind you already. Never, ever, ever forget that. And everyone should go together. Now, you know, the destination training events I've, I've mentioned, you know, Apex, SEMA, Worldpack, STX. Uh, I think this is 2020. We'll, we'll be doing that one in June, I think. I'm, I'm, I say we. I'll be participating in that one. Uh, Vision Kansas City, uh, Seattle ATE, all of, these, all of these programs are great destination events. You can use them as a reward. You can use it as a shop bonding trip. I know shops that will close down their shop and go attend some of these events. I know other shops that will use it as a as an incentive and take one individual out to SEMA every year. Um, you know, no matter how you choose to do it as a as a reward or a shop bonding trip, uh, it's well worth the time without a doubt. It'll build memories that'll last last the organization and individuals a lifetime, and it will do your organization a, a world of good. Now. Here's some advice on attending these des destination events. Uh, if if you're going to go, they're expensive, right? And and travel's expensive and it's time consuming and you may be closing the shop down. So you really, really want to make sure you get the most out of these events that you possibly can. So what I recommend people do is when you're at this destination event, meet with the entire group before the daily training sessions, maybe at breakfast or after breakfast, Ask each individual which class they are attending and what they hope to get out of it. What this does is it focuses the individual and, and makes it so that there's some accountability there. It, it makes it so that in their, at least their subconscious, they know what they're looking for during the day. And once they get into these programs, they, they, tend, to, they tend to be focused on that. And if they pick up something else, that's, that's fantastic. I suggest also meeting at the end of the day before you go have drinks or dinner, you know, right after all these classes end, pull the group together before everybody goes back to the room to gather for dinner and say, you know, what did you learn? What did you like? What didn't you like? What would you like to take back and implement? Uh, you know, what ideas were, were prompted during your, your class time today? Do this even if you're all attending the same class, okay? Because everybody's going to look to get something different out of it. Everybody's going to pick up something different during the day. And if you focus the the time and attention, you not only create accountability, but you focus the subconscious on, on actually gathering some good information. And you may just accidentally learn something from all of this. So don't just willy-nilly go to a destination event and say, hey, you know, go sit in this class, take good notes. But really, truly focus 
on what you hope to get out of it, what you hope maybe they get out of it. Collect all those ideas uh, at the end of, of every day and do me a favor, go act on these ideas because that is really going to reinforce the fact that we do this training for a reason. And, and I value the input, I value the learning, and the organization values it. And look, we're using it to grow, okay? Uh, ASE testing, ASE testing is kind of a, an animal unto itself. Uh, I do believe that it should be part of your program. I know that you may get a little bit of uh, pushback, but at the end of the day, it's good for the employee res resume. It's good for accountability. It's good for, for you know, creating responsibility in terms of, of learning. And those industry credentials, everybody can carry with them for their career. So I encourage ASE testing. I suggest that you reimburse employees if they pass a test. Uh, I, I won't I won't always recommend just paying for a test because some people just they don't put the time, the study time in. They don't put the learning time in before they take the test. And and they'll take the test because you tell them to take the test. But it could be two, three years or two or three test cycles before they really get serious about it, before they get ticked off enough that they keep failing the dang thing to actually do some self-study and, and get into it. So I encourage uh, paying for it after they pass the test, maybe. And then, you know, the last piece that we mentioned earlier was mentoring. So we've got you know, an online, uh, a, I'm sorry, a training program that includes online training, instructor-led training, destination events. And, and I think we've, we've got those well covered by now. 24 hours of online training, 16 hours of, of instructor-led training, and, and it all kind of ends in, in some ASC certifications. It shouldn't stop there. I, I do believe that the learning should continue within your organization. And that to me is a is a mentoring program. And we could all use mentoring. You know, even if you've got 40 years in the industry, you could gain from some mentoring. I suggest you you create a mentoring program to complement the training program. I know it takes effort. It mentoring is not the easiest thing in the world to to build and to execute on, but it really does pay off. And it and it really helps the organizational culture become one of a, a learning culture. So that we're always learning all the time together as an organization. There are, uh, I know I have some some mentoring uh, video programs out there. Uh, mentoring was part of the, the 30 Day Gross Profit Challenge that we recently released. Uh, so if you want more information on that, just you know shoot me a, a comment and I'll, I'll make sure you get some more in, info on that. But but mentoring is, is great, whether it's a, a co-op student from a local high school, whether it's a, uh, maybe a new hire that we're in the, uh, going through the onboarding process with, or somebody who's been with the organization for 10 years and is looking to learn some new skills. Mentoring really helps to, to supplement and enhance the training that you get through a, a formal organizational training program. So I encourage you to go out and create a formal training program. It will definitely help ensure your business growth. It will help create a culture of learning within the organization. And everyone learning together will improve employee retention, employee recruitment. And, and look, it'll ultimately end up in a really strong, sustainable business that is profitable. Okay, folks, keep up the great work. Never stop learning. We really, really appreciate you listening. I hope you continue to listen. And until next time, again, keep up the great work.